The following podcast contains true stories of sex, kink, gender, or body image. Thanks for being a consenting adult, because here we go. All of my life, I've never fit, but I won't complain and I won't quit. I am enormous, get used to it. Everyone tells me I'm too much. Maybe it's just you're not enough for me. Can't you see? I'm the kind of woman I'm supposed to be. Hi there, and welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour, and this week we have a story from, well, it's Christmas. So I guess, who's the biggest Santa fetishist you know? It's me, Dixie Delatour. Well, if you celebrate Christmas, it's Christmas week. How are you feeling about that? I'm really excited. I mean, it's a great way to distract yourself if it's your first Christmas without your mom. And my dad. It's not my first Christmas without Quake. <laughs> but the holidays really bring that stuff up, don't they? So I've been working really hard to just give myself something to look forward to on the other side of the holidays. And I don't know that I'm going to do much celebrating this week. I'm working like mad to figure out how to pack the van, to try and get everything ready because it needs some mechanical stuff. All of it is a great distraction from a broken heart. But I have this one thing I'm really, really grateful for, and it's you. You're still here. I mean, we've lost so many people, all of us, but you and I, were still here. And we're going to keep doing what we do. We're going to keep being the people that we are for as long as we possibly can. I don't know how to stop being me, I got a really great email this morning from somebody in Chicago who said body has changed their life. Though they felt bad about who they were. They thought they were the only one. And hearing these stories made them realize there's a lot of other people out there who hide themselves. And that's what we do. We show you that there are a lot of people just like you. Sometimes they're interested in the exact same thing, but that you're not alone. It's kind of a, a secret message, but body's about joy, celebrating who you are. Why should we change ourselves for people who should have no input on our lives? We each get one. You get to do exactly what you want with yours. And I'm here to support you in that. It's Christmas week. I don't want to cry, <laughs> but I've already failed. I think we all know I'm a I'm a bit emotional. I mean, why else would you become a storyteller if you weren't an emotional person? And the holidays are hard. But I'm trying to focus on what I have. And what I have is you. So for just this week, we're going to celebrate that together. And if you like Christmas, then you're probably going to like this week's story because I have a very unconventional way of celebrating Christmas. It definitely makes the holidays more memorable for me. And I hope it does for you. 
Are you tired of hiding who you are from your healthcare professionals? Needleplay Acupuncture was made for the kink leather and LGBTQIA communities. I'm a client of Needleplay's Dr. Marcos, and I'm proud to say that he's a member of our community. Dr. Marcos's table is a place where all are safe and welcome, where the stories told by our scene souvenirs are encouraged and our injuries are treated so we can get back into the dungeon. Get treated for back pain, muscle pain, injuries, digestive issues, libido issues, mental health, inflammation, microneedling, cosmetic acupuncture, and more. We all know that wasn't a golf injury, and you can be honest with Dr. Marcos. It was that new heavy flogger that tweaked your shoulder, wasn't it? Needleplay specializes in transgender-affirming, kink-aware, and trauma-informed care that is sex and body positive. They offer expertise in transgender care from HRT enhancement to hair growth support, and they have multiple Bay Area locations. And for a limited time, use the discount code MAYIHAVEANOTHER? It's especially for body storytelling listeners, and you'll get 25% off. It's a great last-minute gift. An acupuncture certificate is the perfect gift for your dominant, your metamors, or for you, because you need self-care after all those exhausting family gatherings. I'm a patient, and I can't tell you how highly I recommend Marcus's work. I saw Dr. Marcus recently. I walked in in a lot of pain, and an hour later, not only was I feeling better, but I felt like I'd spent time with a friend who let me be my whole self. I love that I can finally be me with my healthcare professional, and I want that for you too. You deserve to have your whole self treated because feeling great, playing hard, and having spectacular sex are health goals too. There's links to Needleplay Acupuncture's site, Instagram, and TikTok in the show notes. Well, after dreaming about it for years, I'm finally going on tour again. I'm so excited. I'm absolutely terrified, but the thought of seeing you in person and if you want, giving you a hug, that is fueling my life right now. You might've heard me last week when I talked about the two shows we have in Baltimore, completely different lineups for those two nights. And then City Winery, this big, beautiful, fancy venue, we're doing City Winery Atlanta and Pittsburgh. And this week, tickets are going on sale for City Winery Philadelphia, Nashville, and New York City on Valentine's Day. Does it sound like a tour yet? I ain't done. There's more to come. Tickets are available on the Body Storytelling website, or you can get them through the City Winery that I just mentioned. City Winery, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Nashville, and New York City. With more to come. Well, it's time for your story. So here's a little bit about your storyteller. Dixie Delatour is a sexual folklorist, storytelling coach, podcaster, professional storyteller, impresario, community builder, and most of all, a facilitator. She's also the founder, curator, and host of the award-winning storytelling series, Body Storytelling, called The Moth for Pervs by the LA Weekly, and the original sex and storytelling series by Playgirl Magazine. It's been lauded for its transformational, relatable, and empowering performances. This story-loving Southerner, that's me, is passionate about storytelling's ability to keep people safe, reduce social anxiety, and connect us with strangers. And in addition to story coaching and public speaking coaching for TEDx, Women in Technology, for Body Storytelling, for my Body Slam series, 
I also offer custom story coaching and my workshops, How to Be Body, Dixie's Secret System for Uncensored Storytelling, that's the dirty one, and How to Be Fascinating, Dixie's Secret System for Brilliant Storytelling. That's the one that helps you ace the job interview, feel more self-expressed, and understood by others in your everyday life. Plus, I've been sainted by the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. My saint name is Saint Kiss and Make You Tell for my work to reduce stigma and eliminate shame. And in my free time, I enjoy being a Muppet and going on tour. I used to have a routine every Christmas that I would go out and find a Christmas hookup. It's a lonely time of year and adventure is a great way to distract yourself. So every year, I would do something like the story that you're about to hear. This storyteller is me, Dixie Delator. <laughs> so I used to have this Christmas tradition. My family's on the East Coast in the Blue Ridge Mountains, and I wasn't going to travel during Christmas, and I wasn't that close to my family anyway. So I used to be the person who would pet sit or house sit for people while they traveled for the holidays. Um, this served several purposes. My friends thought I was this benevolent goddess because I was always willing to do it for free. But in reality, I would have my Christmas tradition, which is fucking a stranger off the internet in your house because I ain't gonna fuck him in my house because then he knows where I live. <laughs> but I wouldn't tell the person I was pet sitting for usually. I'm going to hell too. <laughs> I did this every year. I had this routine that I was doing. And this one year, I'm house-sitting for this woman, Sherry. She's got this cute little craftsman cottage in Oakland. It's just adorable. And I park in front of the house. I come in. She's giving me the keys. She's giving me the tour. There's this barca lounger in front of this wood stove. This is big brown leather sofa and a giant TV. You know, I live in a tiny studio, so this is like fancy for me. Um, I'm looking around and she's showing me the bedroom. Sheets are all nice and clean. And as I'm in the bedroom, I look out the window and I can see that there's a lower level and there's a garden out there and there's a tree and there's a little old man trimming a rose bush. I'm like, holy shit, you're fancy. Like, you've got like gardener who comes in and I don't say it I just think it you know she gives me the keys she heads off to the other coast and I start planning my annual Christmas fuck off the way that it always works is that I am going to place an ad probably the morning of Christmas Eve I am going to get a bunch of responses I'm going to choose three people three different people and then I'm going to meet them and see if I feel like fucking them on Christmas. Um, and I've done this for years. I have this, you know, total routine. This particular year, I go to Alameda and I meet these two guys who look really good and hot in their pictures. And when, I sh when they show up, they look like Beavis and Butthead <laughs> if they were 15 years old. And they're like nudging each other like, oh, we're going to fuck the redhead. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you're not, guys. You lose. I am leaving. And I head into San Francisco for my second date of the day, of the three. And I uh, get there, I get to where I'm gonna meet him in San Francisco, I text him and I say, hey, I've arrived, nothing. He doesn't respond. Text him again, nothing. And I'm like, 
Well, time's slipping by. I wait for a minute. I call the guy who's going to be the third date on Christmas Eve, and I say, hey, just want to make sure we're still on for, for later on today. And he's like, yeah, I'm already in a bar in Oakland waiting for you. I'll be here. So finally, I just call the second guy, whose name is Ned. And I'm really surprised where after the texting, he picks up the phone. And he says, yeah, I'm sorry, I just can't meet you. And I'm like, why? And he goes, because I'm going to want to do really improper things to you, and I don't think it's fair that I have these thoughts about you. And I'm like, women have Craigslist casual encounters. That's actually <laughs> the objective. And he goes, but I've been thinking about what I want to do to you, and I have these fantasies. I'm like, we haven't talked about these fantasies. Why don't you tell me what they are? He goes, I can't, because then I'm going to want to do them to you. And he hangs up abruptly. And I'm like, well, I didn't fuck a nut job, so that was cool. <laughs> so I get in the car, and I drive to Oakland. I get to the third date, the third wise men of Christmas Eve. <laughs> He's sitting at this bar in this, you know, this little dive bar on Piedmont Avenue in Oakland. He's got blonde, curly hair. He's 10 years younger than me. He's got big green eyes, and his eyes light up when I walk in. He's very excited about the way I look. Of course, I'm rocking cleavage like that, so that kind of helped. <laughs> and I sit down next to him, and he goes, hey, how are you? And I'm like, I have had a day. And he goes, tell me about your day. He orders me a drink. We sit there, and we have drinks. And I tell him about my Christmas tradition, where I get together with people, decide who I'm going to fuck. And he goes, but you're here on Christmas night. And I'm like, I put you last because I was pretty sure you were going to be the winner. And he's like, well, I was really nervous about doing this because I don't usually fuck people off the internet, so I showed up like two hours early. I'm like, yeah, I noticed you were here when I called earlier. <laughs> Bartender announces Christmas Eve, we're closing down. And I'm like, so what do you think? He's like, I think yes. And when he goes to stand up off his bar stool, he goes, oh, shit. I was drinking those whole two hours before you showed up. My dick ain't gonna work. <laughs> And I'm like, well, that's disappointing because I was pretty excited about you when I walked in the bar. And he goes, you wouldn't happen to have any Viagra or Cialis, would you? And I'm like, as a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> we get in a lift, we go to my house, I give him a pill, the fucking lift driver watches him pop a Cialis, and then he's looking at me like, this is going to be a good night, you know? We go to this cute little craftsman cottage in Oakland, and I've got the run of the place. Nobody's there. And uh, we walk in. I'm like, maybe we should put some music on. We try and figure out the stereo, but she hadn't shown me how to use the stereo. And I'm like, well, it just kind of feels like that's going to be weird just fucking for hours because you just took Cialis, so it is going to be for hours, so um, we should put something on. So I turn on the TV, and a Christmas story is playing. <laughs> And it's on TBS, so it's 24 hours of a Christmas story. So by now, the Cialis has kicked in, and we're starting to get down to it. And it's just kind of like, fucking a bed, that's kind of boring. So we start fucking everywhere else we can think of. We fuck on that big brown leather couch in front of the TV movie playing a Christmas story. We fuck in front of the fire. He's made a fireplace. We fuck in the bark lounge. We fuck on top of the tile counter in the kitchen while my knees are on the bar stool trying not to slide off. Like, we are fucking all over the house. We're in the kitchen on top of the tile counter when we hear, you're going to put your eye out, kid. 
And we both just laugh so fucking hard. And I'm like, okay, I have an idea. How about this? Okay, here's what we're going to do. Every single time they say you're going to put your eye, on, eye out, kid, we have to come at the same time. That's the game. And he's like, really? And I'm like, okay, starting after that one. We, we've seen this movie so many times. We know when it's going to come pretty much. So we're fucking in, a, like in the Barker lounger in front of the fire, and we can tell that line is about to come up. So while I'm just furiously rubbing my clit, he's fucking like crazy. We're both trying to get to that. Like, I'm going to come. I'm going to come. You're going to put your eye out, kid. Oh! And now he's on Cialis. We're going to fuck for hours. So we just start making sure that, you know, when we know it's coming up again, the movie starts over, the movie starts over. We make sure that we are somewhere where we can hear it so that we can both come at the same time whenever he says this. And after like nine hours of fucking all over this house... Eventually, he goes, I don't have any fluids left in my body anymore. <laughs> it's now 8 or 9 a.m. on Christmas Day. And he says, um, I think I'm going to leave, but this was a really memorable Christmas. <laughs> and I say, thanks. I uh, order a pizza. I lay on the brown leather couch we fucked all over. I'm laying there in just my underwear and a fucking baseball jersey, eating pizza, just going, that was a fucking fun adventure. And again, you know, you put your eye out, kid comes on, and now it's kind of racy. <laughs> now I've got all these positive associations with it. So I lounge around for a little while, and then I realized that the people who were staying, that whose house I'm staying in, are coming back Christmas night. So I've done this plenty of times. I have a routine. I throw the sheets in the washer. I clean everything up really well. I load the dishwasher. I make sure the cats have all their food. And I go through and I find every used condom in the house. And I stuff it way down in the garbage can and take the garbage outside. And I look around. There's no evidence. Yeah, I'm going to get away with this. I take my suitcase. I head home like two hours before they're supposed to get back because I'm not that good a liar face-to-face. -face. So I want to make sure I've left, you know, I've, I've cleared out. I get home. I settle back in. And the phone rings two hours later. And I see that it's Sherry, whose house I've just stayed at. And I'm like, oh, that's not a good sign. And I pick up the phone and I go, hey, hey, Sherry, how are you? How was your trip? How was your flight? And she goes, it was great. Yeah, we got back a little while ago. Can I, um, so I have a question for you. <laughs> Did you have any friends over while you were staying here at the house? And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, uh, mm, uh, yeah, uh, some, yeah, yeah, I had a friend. A friend came in from out of town. I know them really well. I know them really well. They just happened to come out of town, known them for years. So yeah, they came over to your house and we just hung out. This person I've known for years, we just hung out for a little while. Yeah, and I said, why? I'm trying to figure out what I could have possibly left to indict myself. And she says, well, we got on our front porch and we still had our suitcases on the front stoop, putting our keys in the front door and the little old man who lives downstairs on the craftsman cottage came to our front door and he went, are y'all just getting in? And they're like, yeah, we just got back from the East Coast. He goes, he's looking at the suitcases. Did you guys have a house sitter or a pet sitter 
while you were gone? <laughs> and she goes, yeah. And he goes, well, let me tell you about your pet sitter. He pushes past her into her house and he goes, your pets that are fucked right there and right there and right there and right there. And Sherry said, I should have told you the floors are so thin. You take a breath upstairs, they can hear everything. She never asked me to house it for her again. But I can tell you whenever I see a Christmas story, I get this special little tingle. That's my story.
Oz men left me a Yelp review They said You want that cake for Christmas? Bring some papas and some lube That song was Sodomize an Elf from the album Gay Sexmas with three X's from my friend MC Crumbsnatcher. Please make sure you go out and get this brand new album. It's got things like All I Want for Christmas is to Fuck Hella Bitches, Eat My Christmas, Cram Pussy, Eggnog, and a whole lot more. I got on the phone yesterday with an event producer who has an incredibly successful show. And when we talked, we got honest with each other. And he told me that he's lucky these days if he can get 100 people in the audience when it used to sell out with 400 seats. And that's the way it's been since the pandemic. I only did two shows in 2023 because nothing I did would fill the house. And as we do, I thought it was me. But the more I talk to other people, I'm just realizing Live theater is really suffering, and we can't let it go away. You tell me all the time how important this podcast is, and the reason this podcast is still here is because of Patreon. I pay to produce this podcast. I don't have big sponsors. I don't have a network behind me. I'm an independent podcaster, and Patreon is how I'm continuing to do this. The people who support me on Patreon are making sure that all of you get this podcast and that it continues. Right now I'm doing a Patreon offer where you can get 40 plus hours of body video, live streams, over 16 shows. That's so many stories, so many songs, and it's a reward at the $25 and up Patreon level. That means that I can continue doing the podcast. That means I can take the show on tour and try and earn a living because I can't do it in San Francisco right now. So please go to patreon.com slash body, support us at whatever level you can at $25 a month and up, you're going to get that all you can eat package I just talked about. And if Patreon's not your thing, there's Venmo, there's Cash App, there's PayPal, there's Zelle, (laughs) you name it, I'll get it. I refuse to give up and I'm struggling, but with your help. I'm going to get past this. Thanks in advance for considering it. And hopefully, thanks for your support. It's been a hard year, y'all. And that's our time for this week. I'm so grateful for you. I'm grateful that you listened to the podcast because there's a lot of work that goes into it. And I would be thrilled beyond measure if you would write us a review for this podcast. It lifts my spirits. It lets other people know that this is worth listening to. And that be the best gift ever. Thank you for considering that. Also subscribe, rate, and as I said, review. Thank you for that. And thank you to the people who make this podcast possible. Thank you to David Grossoff, Mosa Maxwell-Smith, Donald Mooney, Royland James, and podcast producer Roman Din Houdeker. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour, and now you know I have a thing for Santa. 
This has been episode 284 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. Thanks for listening and happy holidays. Oh,